Welcome to the K-Hole. People are dying. My name's Ashley Brandt. And this is Brooke Marine. And we are here to discuss Season 1, Episode 2 of Robin China, Robbing the Cradle. Um, this episode was still terrible, but so much more bearable than the premiere. So that's saying something. Yeah, this has some storylines, this has some arcs, and I think everyone's acting improved yeah it's still gonna be rough we have four more episodes i can't wait until this is over (laughs) um it's fine though it's just boring it's background noise and honestly i have to say if it weren't for scott disick this would not be this would not be a thing scott is a great reality tv character and i hope that if keeping up with the kardashians is ever canceled he gets his own spinoff def no he's he'll be fine he'll yeah. be fine for the rest of his life well it's also interesting because like there was that like professional reality star phenomenon in the late 2000s but it was mostly like i love money the challenge um survivor all-stars but i think that he could become like a professional lifestyle reality star you know what i mean like hop from show to show yeah i agree because those were all like game shows or like not necessarily game shows but like competition type reality shows and those celebrities are perfect for those because you can just replace them every season and people will always tune in and it's a game show and we like to watch competitions but scott could be one of the first to besides the kardashians obviously to be his own like professional lifestyle um reality tv show character um he's just he has the type of personality where he just pops up and it's always like oh hey there's scott you know like he's so performative about it yeah exactly so we'll see him for the next 20 years at least yeah but before we get too deep let's talk about some celebrity news this is not kardashian news but we would be so remiss not to talk about some of the biggest celebrity news of the year on this podcast and honestly we have to note that right now it is tuesday it is only tuesday both of these items have happened in the last like what 50 hours like yeah these the rest all happened <laughs> yesterday like before we before in between now recording and the airing of this episode i bet you two more huge things are going to happen because it always happens like this okay yes because brad pitt and angelina jolie are divorcing angelina filed monday afternoon she's being repped by laura wasser who repped kim in her chris humphrey's divorce and i believe repped chloe in the recent chloe lamar divorce laura wasser is like the name in celebrity divorces that is the attorney you want and if your partner gets laura wasser you're fucked But Laura Wasser gave this interview a few years ago, and I need to find it, where she talked about her her filing strategy, because most of her clients want to stay out of the media. So they try not to file in downtown Los Angeles, because that's where the TMZ um, informants are staked out and all the reporters are. They also try to file on Friday afternoons, if possible, before a three-day weekend or a major holiday uh, in order to kind of miss the weekly news cycle and just kind of get lost in the weekend or 
if she has a couple of big clients, she'll have them file on the same day or around the same time and split the press coverage. So what's significant here is that Angelina Jolie filed on a Monday. Yes. So I think she's prepared to spend the next five days, the rest of this weekly news cycle, dragging him through the mud. Oh, completely. I actually just found the article. It is a Bloomberg feature. It was in Bloomberg Business Week, which is I don't know. Right. If I, I think Bloomberg was the one that There's I read. There's a few, but I, I do like their... Um, I like their design on their site and their magazines. But anyway, um, I don't even know where to begin with this Brad and Angelina thing, I guess. So, Ashley, you broke the news to me literally seconds after it was tweeted by TMZ, and that's how I knew it was real. (laughs) They reported that Angie was filing for divorce from Brad because of, I mean, they sourced irreconcilable differences and like she was having issues with the way that he was parenting and they just weren't agreeing with that. I'm sure that's probably true. Then like an hour later, page six reported that the real reason um, Angelina filed for divorce is because he, she hired a private investigator and found him cheating with Marion Cotillard and they are both starring in a film that's coming out in like the next month that is basically, I don't remember the title, I think it starts with the letter A, I don't really- Allied. Yeah, allied. I don't really care. Um, because I didn't want to see it already, but it's about like basically mi- World War II World spies. War II spies. It's Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like seventy years ago. So, yeah, I mean that's how she met him, or that's how she began to be involved with him, and that is how she lost him as her husband, I guess. And I don't even want to bring Jennifer Aniston up because that's completely irrelevant. I, I love yeah. Jennifer Aniston and I love Angelina Jolie. And right now this is about the relationship between Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, not Jennifer Aniston. I don't feel like perpetuating any sort of bullshit between the two of them. Cause honestly, I don't think Jennifer yeah. Aniston cares and I'm no. not going to feed that fire because it's, this is about Brangelina. This is about their like 10 kids. This is about Marion Cotillard. Like, girl, what are you doing? I love her, but what are you doing? This is about yeah, the biggest wait, celebrity divorce Marianne I've ever heard. I don't know. I thought, does she have children? Or, like... She definitely has at least one I child. I thought she had, like, okay, a cute I'm little boy. Okay, I... Okay, I think we also have to talk about the fact that Bank of America released a report that says there is a 20 to 50% chance that we are living in a computer simulation. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. And, um... The only thing I have to say about that for right now that won't send me into a spiral, I just, if we're living in a, like, if we're living in a simulation, then how come I'm not allowed to be normal? That's just, that's all. That's all. One request. One request. I want to be, like, a little bit normal. Um, And I think the moderators are really enjoying fucking with me, if that's the case. She definitely has a partner. Okay, hold on. I'm getting deeper. Yeah, Guillaume Kenney. They have a kid. Yes. But I was going to say, when Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie got together, it was like Kim and Kanye, but like, you know, 10 or so years beforehand. And it was just the sense that I had that this was like too perfect. This was like too good. This was what someone 
would write rather than something that would actually happen like the two biggest bohemian movie stars of all time were gonna get into this relationship together and stay together for the next 15 years and now they're breaking up we live in a computer simulation it's just how is any of this happening i just want to say that the john jolie pitt memoir and probable um at least like i don't know days digital or id or interview mag cover that's going to come out in the next 10 to 15 years is going to be amazing i'm ready i can't wait for that child to or one of those children to spill some tea but i just any of them and it's not even that i'm like mad that they got divorced like whatever like honestly if he was cheating on her and then that's not something that she's okay with then maybe it's better if they don't stay together but it just didn't seem like this would happen and that's why i'm a little freaked out well and the fact that they only got married two years ago but had been a couple for i think it's 12 years but still longer than a decade and they have like a million kids you know they made an investment they really did and they made artistic projects together too like i didn't see beyond the sea but that's something that i imagine you do and you're fairly secure in your relationship i don't know i wouldn't know but like oh my god they've been through shit together right they've been through shit they they were a huge part of one another's lives and of their children's lives and now they're not going to like i don't know like what what next and she wants she wants um joint legal custody but not necessarily like i don't remember what else basically she wants the kids to be with her full time she wants sole physical custody yeah and she wants him to have visitation rights what the fuck did he do you know maybe we're gonna see the resurgence of angelina jolie's affinity for women i was gonna say bisexuality but she's been bisexual this whole time obviously i thought Um, that too i kind of immediately was like okay so which woman is gonna be her next partner (laughs) because this has been a big year for like women who love women right like i think even though cara delavine and saint vincent broke up cara delavine and amber heard are apparently dating saint vincent and Kristen, like annie clark and Kristen stewart are constantly hanging out i mean i don't know if Kristen is still dating that other soko or whatever i don't really know i don't know they're it doesn't matter my point is that it's like a big um deal but oh also that reminded me that um after ellen is closing the website is dead i know 2016 killed after ellen and the toast and i think that really sucks for all women yeah i don't know really what we have left i hope that auto straddle stays afloat for at least the end of this calendar year something else that i think is going to be revealed before the end of this calendar year that is like another huge irl news item a blind item technically Corey feldman yes went on the today show performed with his musical group and it was super weird and that's one thing another thing is that Mm -hmm. he immediately or radar online immediately after like the next day posted a blind item about someone who allegedly an a-list actor like a huge superstar actor known as a family man some sort of kingpin these are all quotes from radar online 
allegedly raped mm-hmm. Corey Haim when he was a teenager. This isn't this is sort of like a follow-up to the Corey Feldman's earlier al- allegations in this year. A few months ago, he said something about this was maybe about 6 months ago he was talking about how when he and Corey Haim were both kids and they were like 11, they were molested and raped by producers. Um This apparently Mm -hmm. isn't the same person. This is an actor who uh, apparently led some sort of, like, pedophile ring. I don't really understand it. And the thing thing that's crazy Mm -hmm. is that because of California's laws being different from other states and the statute of limitations, Corey Feldman can't name names. Um, He can't say anything about this because he will be sued and they will come after him and Especially if this person is involved with the Church of Scientology, there's no way that Corey Feldman would be able to pay all of those legal fees. So. No. I won't say who I think this person is, but if you're interested, you can look at the Radar Online um, article and try to deduce who you think it might be. I think we'll find out in the next three months because and this is not to equate the situation at all it's not in the same arena but when radar online posted last year that they that they had a blind item about a hollywood actor bad boy who was hiv positive two weeks later after everyone Mm -hmm. had speculated that it was charlie sheen two weeks later charlie sheen goes on you know the daytime talk show circuit and comes out to say that he is indeed hiv positive so this is probably this blind item is probably true i just there are a few possibilities of who it could be and it's also Mm -hmm. really terrifying because apparently this person is very well known i mean regardless of if they're well known or not it's still terrifying um but that was just kind of like the other i think biggest news item that happened this week and it's only tuesday i know and radar says that they have been conducting this investigation and confirming with quote-unquote dozens of sources over the past four years so like radar has their research ready to go and i think the fact that um yesterday evening someone at radar reached out to um someone who is speculating about the identity of the perpetrator online and said it's not that guy i think the fact that they're willing to eliminate suspects says a lot about where they plan to take this information right and that's what makes me think that we'll get the truth in the next couple months i mean it's really weird and scary yeah um i mean the abuses that go on in industries like that and like behind powerful closed doors are so hard to fathom in so many ways like there was that um bbc pedophilia ring going on in like the mid 20th century that was just um exposed a few years ago there's like the penn state uh pedophilia not ring but the fact that jerry sandusky was allowed to conduct himself in the way that he was and that people at penn state turned a blind eye to his behaviors for so long yeah oh that's enough that was very huge especially because i grew up in pennsylvania and so a lot of people that i went to high school with went to penn state and i remember when joe paterno died and people were like that doesn't, you know, we shouldn't be honoring him because he, uh, you know, allowed this sort of child abuse and molestation to go on for decades, and people, like, flipped out. They basically rioted. I mean, it was 
it was nuts. And I had to see all of the, this shit unfold on Facebook and I was just horrified. I didn't go to Penn State. I know people who went there, but like only, not really many of my friends went there. Just like people I went to high school with and to like see people arguing and defending this sort of behavior so openly in that sort of forum all in the name of like a brand because that's really what it is, is just like yikes to the extreme. Anyway, these are serious allegations. Um, There's a lot to talk about, but hopefully the truth will come to light in the next couple of months. I hope so, and I hope justice is served. So anyway, this episode of Robin China, still boring, better than last week. Hopefully it will continue to get better. The A plot is that China is going to go to Cannes and do some press and some media stuff and that's great for her brand that she gets to travel to Cannes and do this sort of thing and I think it's also really important that we see her having a life outside of her relationship with Rob if she's going to be you know become this character and have this role in the Kardashian empire it is important that she does things outside of her you know relationship with with Rob and so I like that we got to see this I will say it was still boring (laughs) because <laughs> we didn't even really get to see can i'm sure they didn't have permission to film a lot of the stuff the most exciting scene was probably the scene where china got her tongue pierced which was horrifying oh my god yeah so she goes to with Paige, her friend Paige, and a couple other friends who i think were former playmates and they yeah got the playmate twins who used to date hugh hefner yeah and she got her nipples pierced and I have to say, I don't have any piercings, and I don't have any tattoos, so I don't know a lot about, like, that, and I don't really know what the pain is like, but I have to say, I know, like, out of the people I know who do have nipple piercings, when I found out that they had them, I was actually very surprised, and it's always, I feel like that's one type of piercing that's, like, very, like unexpected when when the people who have them are unexpected unassuming and unexpected and only because like out of like the people i know i would not have guessed and the people who you think would have them don't have them it's totally this like covert uh method of rebellion for like very unassuming people i know so many people who like within their first year or two at college got their nipples pierced (laughs) it's just like funny to me i'm not making fun of it it's just funny and also seems painful and i don't want it for myself yeah okay but (laughs) that does not even seem as painful as piercing your tongue because your tongue is so much thicker there's so that's what i was gonna say all of the nerve endings in your tongue uh, that was really to see china do that was also i didn't like like it i didn't like like, she's pregnant she shouldn't do it but like you know, like, we saw, like, Kim's preeclampsia, like, made her swell up because of her high blood pressure. Like, a lot of your, a lot of you is swollen when you're pregnant. And when you get your tongue pierced, your tongue gets swollen for, like, three days and you, like, can't talk or eat. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't want it for myself. And I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see tongues getting pierced. It looked yeah, extremely was- painful. Yes, there was also no follow-up to that. There was no, like, and two days later, China's tongue is still swollen. Like, I have no idea when that happened relative to any of the other events of this episode. (laughs) 
Me neither. And I don't know why it was in there besides to show that she has friends, which is cool. Yeah. Well, she also had that line where she was like, I don't care what the media says. I'm going to do me and get my tongue pierced, which is part of like the overarching theme of this show is like, or this episode is that China needs to is, you know, trying not to care about the media speculation about her butt and about her as a mother while she like does the event at can meanwhile you know rob is receding from the public eye again because of you know his fear of the media right this does i mean yeah his to see how she reacts to criticism from the media does dovetail nicely with how rob is reacting and the b plot of this episode which is that rob is trying to fix his life he's not really talking to china i mean he is a little bit but they're still kind of you know, the relationship's a little bit rocky for the first, like, 40 minutes of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Rob still has issues with how confident or not confident he is with his body image. And there's, like, the whole scene where he's trying on um, suits and jeans and whatever for a media mm-hmm. appearance. And he's to just, go like, to Cannes to go with to China. Cannes. Right, and he's like, I can't wear a suit. It's not going to make me feel comfortable. These jeans don't fit me. Like, first of all, same. I completely relate because that is literally me every time I go shopping for jeans. I have to make jeans shopping a completely different day. Like, if I go to the mall, I can't just be like, I'm just going to go in and, like, get what I need to get. It's like, if I go in, it's like, oh, no, I'm only going to XYZ stores and I'm only shopping for this article of clothing because I can mm-hmm. only handle looking at certain parts of my body under <laughs> such scrutiny for hours on end. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard. No, so I, I get totally it, Rob. Do. Well, I feel Rob's athleisure style because I like being comfortable. And also, like, spandex is great to wear when you have body shape that doesn't agree with stiff denim clothing um that's my philosophy but i do want rob to get some more tracksuits in rotation because i cannot tell how long he's been wearing those clothes for no totally like spandex is very forgiving and i want him to be comfortable because i understand how even if something kind of looks okay on you but you just don't feel comfortable with how you look in it or you don't feel comfortable with how it feels that shows and other people i mean i always feel like other people can tell that i'm really uncomfortable in something mm-hmm. so i agree but he's got to get some i don't know start wearing bed mods or something isn't that isn't that like a thing i don't <laughs> I, I really don't know but like i don't know it was sad but he he does try to i feel like kanye could, right, hook, kanye him up. could hook him up and you know he they do show him like exercising in this episode and so he's trying to like get his life together he secretly builds a cradle for china to sort of like as some sort of like peace offering but in between all of this scott is like i'm gonna help you and i'm gonna install secret cameras in your house because i don't believe that you're actually like getting up and talking to people and leaving your bed and he does this and oh my god the fact that scott is the champion for accountability in this episode like Scott makes some oblique references to, like, not doing that well in his personal life, but the fact that, like, he, at this point, you can inject him into a boring-ass episode of Robin China and get some, like, you know, like, low-B, high-C-grade hijinks, 
that's great for scott that's so much better than he was doing a year ago so true and like i also thought it was charming that rob said that scott has the most annoying voice ever and (laughs) scott made a lot of weird um sex jokes but the thing is they were actually kind of funny you know and i feel like he has a sense of humor that rob just does not have i don't see this great rob sense of humor like i know i think the way that i I interpreted and received scott's jokes or how i think the rest of the family is perceiving and interpreting rob's jokes but they are not one in the same (laughs) no i think it is just a way to excuse rob's socially inappropriate behavior and the fact that he's like a social antagonist he loves antagonizing people that's not an okay personality trait for anyone over the age of 16 <laughs> speaking of being 16 we did get to see a glimpse of rob in his old school high school track days and i'm pretty sure that's caitlin recording him which would make sense that she'd be at a track game or track me excuse me um, oh yeah no but he's, he, you know, it was, Robbie was so cute. He is, when when the show started, he was at USC Business School, and ultimately he's still one of only two Kardashian siblings who went to college. Is college the right choice for everyone? No. Does he get, like, a pretty big boost in this world by having a business degree from a, like, a quote-unquote name brand institution? Yeah. I also... I'm interested to know where Black China went to college. Not that it like really matters. I just want to know because this is the second college mention. I looked it up, and I think, I think that's really her trying to be like, listen, I'm trying. She wants to assert herself as someone who is educated, and it's a way of getting respect from people who I think don't respect her. But anyway, where did she go to college? I'm curious. Uh, Johnson and Wales University which has four campuses in the U.S. The second oldest one is their North Miami location. It is a career-oriented university, but pretty well-respected. They're mostly known for their hospitality and culinary programs, and China has a degree from there in business management. Interesting. Good for her. I also can totally see her doing well in Miami. I mean, I feel like I... I don't really know if I could, only because it's just, like, a lot happening all the time. Um, I was talking to my parents a few years ago about the fact that I would not move to Florida under any circumstances because it is um, just a place for, like, meth and alligators to roam free in a swamp, I guess. Like, that's the state of Florida. I mean, just look at, like, the Florida Man, Florida Woman Twitter accounts for reasons why no one should move to Florida. But my parents are from the Midwest, so they're like this is a tropical paradise and my parents were trying to convince me that i would like move to miami if given the opportunity but i don't think i could take it like i do want to move to southern california and i think that that is my limit for like moving to a place where people are so goddamn conventionally attractive i don't know if i'm going to be able to handle it there (laughs) i feel like like miami's cool um for fun but it's kind of like i think i've said this before like i've been to miami before like just for vacation and it was fine but i also it's you know like vegas like i've never been to las vegas and yes i really don't know if i can handle more than 48 hours there because i'm just not that type of person and i'm pretty sure i would panic like i'm pretty sure one night in vegas is all i need to convince me like 
yes, I confirmed. I am an introvert and this is not fun for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You gotta like save up. Yeah, I also like I don't want to like social energy. Like, I don't want to lose money. I would see Britney Spears, I would see yeah. Cher, I would see Celine Dion. I'd go to like the shows, you know. And like drinking, I don't drink as much as you're supposed to drink in when you're in Vegas and I don't smoke cigars. I don't know, in yeah. my or cigarettes, sorry. I see I don't even I wouldn't even know, but I know in the airports there's like cigarette lounges and I'm like this is just too much for me. It's yeah. too much, too many vices in one place. And I would probably be really bad travel companion to Vegas. No, totally. I have no no intentions of going to Vegas. And I think anyone who invited me on a trip to Vegas is making a terrible mistake. Actually, no. Nick Fiore does want me to go to Vegas with him. And I would do that with him. But I also think that New Orleans is Vegas for um, chill people, not basic people. Mm in a certain sense which is like problematic in and of itself sure but better food in new orleans better food and like i just feel like it's still wild but i don't know it feels more like natural do you know what i mean like when you're in new orleans you're like i'm connecting with like centuries of human history and culture and when you're in las vegas you're like this is completely man-made and everything is fake and i'm having some sort of anxiety some angst around that whereas like in new orleans you're like yeah the bayou and this is real and people have always kind of like partied here and like i'm connecting with my humanity (laughs) exactly like when you're in las vegas you're there because the nevada tourism board wants you to be there you know. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that for me, I feel like I would, I'd be chewing that thought. That'd be something I'd be thinking about a lot. Also, yeah. just like historically, plus, plus. New Orleans has so much more fun and interesting history, and you can go to a lot of graveyards and like mansions and the bayou, mm-hmm. and like yeah, there are like gators and stuff there too. But like, it's kind of like I don't know. It's cooler than Miami. There's beignets. Like it just. There's, like, ghosts and shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, first of all, Kim loves New Orleans. Second of all, Solange lives in New Orleans. Right, and... I should have reversed the order of those two things. (laughs) That's enough for me to make it more fun than Vegas. Totally agree. So, I think our top vacation destinations for partying, one, New Orleans, two, Miami, three, Vegas. Yeah, I agree. Okay. If you're in agreement, please tweet at us. If you have a different order for those three cities, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) Or if you have, like, other cities that are low-key really cool to party in, I, once again, wouldn't know because I don't know how to have fun and I like to do activities that are for boring people. So I feel like Toronto is, like, really great for me, you know? But, um... Yeah. (laughs) And it is. I love Canada. Love Canada, the whole country and all major cities, yeah. and I wish I lived there. But I just want to say, like, if you have any other party city, not party city like the store, which I love, but if you have any other party city <laughs> <laughs> um, suggestions, tweet at us. Let us know. And please exclude Portland, Oregon from your lists. Thank you. There's nothing to do here unless you want to eat. I'm going to be real. Donuts. If you come to the city and you expect me to go to Voodoo Donuts with you, you need to get back on your flight to Omaha. (laughs) 
What if <laughs> Omaha's a great party destination? We wouldn't know. I've I, never been. I do want to know that. If Omaha is a great party destination, that is info that we need. Let us know if you've ever been to Nebraska and if I should go. <laughs> I can't wait for the results of this poll. <laughs> anyway, I want to talk about... Um, the one scene that Chris Jenner makes a cameo in, just to assert that executive producer status, mm-hmm. um, Rob goes over to his mother's house because Rob is a mama's boy, as we established in the first episode. Scott is there, and Chris gets a phone call from Kendall, who's apparently having a panic attack on the plane. They're talking her through it, and Scott says, here, let me talk to her. And then he says, I'm just going to run you through... Like, me and Rob's life right now, like, real quick so you can feel better about your own. And I have written down what he said. He said to Kendall, who was having a panic attack, A couple of years ago, I lost my whole entire family. Then I had a really big drug problem. Then I was in rehab. Then I got out of rehab and was still really into doing drugs and stuff. Rob hasn't come out of the house in three or four years. Then he knocked up his girlfriend after two weeks of knowing her. And then there was something, some other problems that went on in between. Yep. But what's also interesting is that before he gives her the rundown, like, the logistics of the scene are kind of weird. Like, well, okay, first of all, Chris Jenner's on the phone with Kendall. So she's on FaceTime, but we don't see her. We just, like, see, like, that Chris is on the phone while Scott and Rob sit across from her in her office. And they're like, what's wrong with Kendall? And Chris is like, I don't know. She's having a panic attack. And she's like, sweetie, like, why don't you have some water, some orange juice, like, take a nap? And immediately Scott and Rob both turn to each other and they're like, why doesn't she just ask whoever's with her to give her a Xanax? And then they high five. And it's like, that's interesting. Um, And then Chris is like, honey, let's FaceTime. I'm just going to set you down right here so you can watch us while we talk. And we never see or hear Kendall's voice. So I'm like very confused. And she's just facing Kris Jenner that whole time. (laughs) And then Scott tells the whole thing. When Scott is, like, done, he says to Kendall, I'll give you to mom. Yes. And then hands the phone to Kris Jenner. Very sweet. Mama Kris. Elder Jenner, as my friend calls her. And I scream every time. (laughs) (laughs) Elder Jenner. I am really interested in, like, this weird constellation of, like, supporting cast members they have appearing on this show and the fact that this is who scott does scenes with now yeah even when she's not actually there there was another important person who's not actually there but was mentioned in one little scene and that person makes our power ranking so i don't want to spoil it until we get there i did also notice that china is wearing some china dolls merch which i think probably directly conflicts with the quote-unquote dash dolls brand but also no one watches dash dolls and i don't even know if that show got renewed what happened to them i think they had a second season but like i wasn't even willing to watch that for like the king i've never even been in dash like i've walked past the one in new york a bunch of times there was only one season i saw the one in miami but I didn't go in. I just like. <laughs> I'm surprised. I mean, I, the brand is still going, I mean, but like, maybe I'm so, like, I will. how? Who shops in the actual stores is what I want to know. Well, like they stopped incorporating Dash into the show back in the day. Like 
the sisters used to be more involved in running dash and it used to be that the spinoffs always related to like the sisters traveling to like new york or miami or the hampton or the hamptons to like do something mm-hmm. at that dash location why do they even have That's these stores open like i bet whatever revenue they're bringing in is chump change compared to kim's video exactly. game money i mean but here's what i think i think it's something that like kylie should take over that should be her thing she can have her lip kit her makeup dash like she can be in charge of that sort of merchandise and i think she'd do well at selling it yeah they should do away with dash in my opinion and make it like an all kylie thing you know what i mean they're kind of competing with themselves and people of all ages people of all ages buy her stuff so it's not like exclusively marketed towards the youth i think she'd be fine if she if they sort of rebranded dash as a kylie centric product merchandise like empire thing and she'd be set they do also in this episode make reference to the fact that rob's behavior seems to have changed from when this relationship started um china talks about missing the quote-unquote old rob it is a little hard to determine if she means like the rob she was dating a few months ago or the rob that she met at kendall sweet 16 party or like what along that timeline she exactly misses um but there seems to at least be some acknowledgement that like (laughs) maybe the ladies don't want to get themselves a rob right now yeah and i also thought i also noted that china was what she really is upset about is not that you know rob is at an unhealthy like weight or whatever but what she really doesn't like is when he says negative things about himself she's like i just don't see it and so it's really weird to me because i know everybody is really hard on themselves but when he says stuff about himself i just it really upsets me because i don't see what he's talking about right and that like that little confessional scene was one of the ones that kind of like gave me hope for their relationship because i was like okay Mm-hmm. that seems genuine yeah like something that is real yeah i think this was much more realistic in terms of the conflict that does seem to be present in their relationship in this episode they're not living together and they're both like individually working on themselves and for rob that does mean like getting out of bed and like using the treadmill in his house and stuff like that and for china it means like getting acclimated to this new level of fame that she's at and like continuing to do her thing um china does talk about how even though she's getting some flack and like there's this weird rumor circulating on the internet that her ass is collapsing um because of her pregnancy she's still like showing up to all of her commitments which rob is not doing despite you know facing similar media speculation that's true and that's why i think this episode just works a little bit better at least the the you know everyone acts these 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 storylines out a little bit more convincingly and yeah. the, and the stories they, they relate to one each other or the you know the plots relate to one another it makes sense mm-hmm. it's not all over the place nanny joy makes an appearance to make some low main it looks great like always here for more nanny joy mm-hmm. always here for little bits of king kyra running around yeah it's like giant toys mm-hmm. yeah Paige kind of takes a toys back are seat. huge i know i know 
Um, oh, you know who does make an appearance in this episode that I thought was interesting? Don makes an appearance. I think, like, whatever deal they had with Gunner is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Don going to have a spinoff? Probably not, but... This is really good for where... his brand. Hashtag, where's Gunner? Hashtag, where is Gunner? So, I mean, it'll be curious to see, like, where the conflict goes in these next four episodes because right now they're both on this path where like china was able to enjoy her vacation without rob and did admit that you know rob would have probably made the experience less enjoyable because he's not in a good place he's trying to work on himself but you know where do these next four episodes take them are we going to repeat the same conflict is there going to be something new or are we going to get another like are you texting bitches scene I want new stuff. Yeah. Real stuff. I mean, I would think that the sixth... No. Okay. So we've got four weeks. So this will end in mid-October, and China isn't due until November, so they're probably not going to do the birth of the baby on the show. Mm -mm. They're probably going to bring it back for another... I think they'll bring it back for a special, but I don't think there's any way that they're going to renew this for another season. It's so boring. It hurts. I know. (laughs) Chloe and Lamar was better just because Chloe and Lamar were a better couple. I know that they They weren't actually now, but I love them. No, they had better chemistry. They were both playful. They can act their lines. TBT. I want to rewatch Chloe and Lamar, but I think it would just make me sad. No, I can't do it. It's too sad. She probably can't even rewatch it. No kidding. Well, maybe we'll see Lamar in these next few episodes since he and Rob were really close throughout that whole marriage. True. I mean, Rob lived with them while they were married. (laughs) Can you imagine marrying someone and then having that person be like, and now my sibling is moving in with us? Nope, I literally cannot imagine that situation. (laughs) But also, like, he didn't just move into their house in L.A. When Chloe moved to Dallas for that, like, hot, hot second, that, like, fraction of an NBA season when Lamar was playing for the Mavericks, Rob also, like, I don't think he moved to Dallas, but, like, came out to Dallas for, like, an extended period of time with them. Yeah, he was he was ride or die. I do hope that we see Lamar for that reason. That could be some good stuff to fill these next four episodes. See some Lamar. I mean, something has to happen. Yeah, definitely going to see some Kim. They are going to DC in the next episode to meet China's family. And it seems like her family is going to be supplying some of the conflict. Sure. And that's fine. That's fair. Because it's not like his family isn't, you know. I mean, the only people appearing on this show right now are Kris Jenner, Scott Disick, and Kim Kardashian. Kendall (laughs) won't even appear on a FaceTime call. (laughs) So true. They know it's not worth it. (laughs) They do. Well, let's get into power rankings. Power rankings. Well... Not surprisingly, at the bottom of our list, 
it, it's Rob. I mean, <laughs> it, this is his show, and he's still not able to, I don't know. It's sad, but it's true. Sad but true. Rob, you're at the bottom again. And just above Rob is Rita Ora in Absentia. Rob makes a lot of oblique references to his previous relationships. One particular previous relationship in which a girl uh, was cheating on him and how that's affecting Rob's ability to trust and his uh, self-esteem to this day. And that's quite a power move on her behalf to show up in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) The spirit of Rita Ora. (laughs) The spirit. But actually, number two. So true. And the only person who could, you know, come directly above Rita Ora is Scott for also interfering with Rob's life (laughs) by installing fake camera, like, whatever, baby monitors all over his house. And making a couple weird masturbation jokes. Yeah. But also for being open about, you know, his life and his struggles in a way that Rob cannot be with himself. True. Yeah, and that's that's very powerful, Scott. Good job. Good to see him doing well. Speaking of cast members that are doing well, China comes out on top this week. She is enjoying her trip to Cannes with or without rob and in fact she's better off without rob and i think that's an important revelation for her to have right now and you know she's just dealing with the media scrutiny she's dealing with rob and she's really not letting it get to her so no, much she's gonna do she's going to let this work for her brand however it can yeah and she is so not letting this get to her that she goes ahead and gets her tongue pierced like ew but also power move power move indeed well maybe there will be more cast members to rank in future episodes but maybe we're just working with these four presences for the rest of this series i don't know (laughs) i mean yeah let us know if if you feel like we left anyone out i don't really see how we possibly could have Except for maybe Nanny Joy, but um, <laughs> low main at the top. We're always, you know, right. We're always welcome to hear. You. We always want your opinions. That's why you can always tweet at us and follow us at the K Hole Podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook. Obviously, it doesn't hurt to rate us and review us on iTunes. Um, but we love to interact with people on Twitter. So, like, tweet at us more. Yeah. Let us know what kind of content you want to see and hear. We're there for that um brooke do you want to plug your twitter because i enjoy your twitter so much oh my god thank you (laughs) i'm always sending love and acceptance and appreciation to the fans and where what is your uh your handle on twitter at b-r-k-m-r-n that's my full name without the vowels i really wanted to change it but it's it's too late it's been years so didn't you have your full name um at one point i did and that is 12 characters which is like kind of long 
And then I needed a Twitter for a media class in at in college. And I didn't want to use my actual Twitter because my teachers would be looking at it and like, what if I wanted to complain about school? So I used my full name, Brooke Marine, as my like school Twitter. And I always kind of figure that if I get some sort of like actual job, I'll just use that as my professional Twitter. And I have it saved. You can follow it. There's just nothing there. <laughs> Have I ever told you that there are a bunch of other Ashley Brants in this world and that I'm in a constant race with them to get the Ashley Brant handle on new social media platforms? Damn, that's really unfortunate. I mean, I win. I win all of the time. In any case, you can follow me on Twitter at Ashley Brant because I did win that contest a few years ago. Um, you can also listen to me on some other podcasts such as Twin Peaks Peaks. Yeah, I've seen that and Pulp, the podcast based on a true story. We talked about Snowden on Pulp this week, uh, which really tied into um, some stuff that we've talked about on Yeah, I've Seen That, vis-a-vis Lo and Behold, the Werner Herzog documentary on the internet, as well as what we talked about on The K-Hole last week when we talked about um, cell phones and identities um, and the internet and the meaninglessness of life. That's great. I always love to hear about all of those topics and i'm sure your fans do too but anyway you can always follow us at the k-hole podcast like please tweet at mm-hmm. us we love to interact i'm really trying to get spencer pratt to interact with us let us know if you want to be on the podcast feedback all of it's good this has been the k-hole don't be fucking rude <laughs>